Hey there, and welcome to You Talk. We connect with extraordinary people across Canada and ask them about their stories, passions, and experiences. I'm your host, Ryan Funk. Podcasts are a fun way to pass the time. Whether on a long drive or doing chores at home, what you can learn is excellent. A new podcast by the Zorian Institute is taking a deep dive into the stories of diaspora, their diverse and shared experiences of living away from and returning to their homelands. Host of the Diasporan podcast, Jen Haddo, shares what you can expect from the six-episode series. I'm Jen Haddo. I'm the host of the Zorian Institute's podcast, Dispersion. I worked full-time with the Zorian team for almost two years in Toronto, um, and we kind of cooked this idea up during that time. I've since left being there full-time, but I was so lucky to stay on and do the podcast um, and kind of teeter around with a couple of other things. Yeah, so it's been really fun, and I'm proud of it and excited it's out um, and ready to share it with the world. Podcasts are just so nice, like whether you're like cleaning up around your apartment or the home or going for a ride somewhere. It's so nice to just pop on a podcast, and there's so much, like whether it's on Spotify or like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, that you could find almost anything online right now that like tickles your fancy um i mean commuting maybe not so much of a thing for lots of us these days my commute is about four steps Mm -hmm. but when i was on the subway or the bus podcasts would have been great like just plug them in kind of and you can learn i know friends of mine, people in my life like are learning kind of real life skills or niche interests there's something for everybody truly and that's what we're hoping for dispersion as well is it is expanding an audience and and that it's new for people like fully we don't expect this to be something people are aware of and we i mean personally i'd love for someone to have no idea what any of it is about and tune in one day and think like you know what yeah i learned a little tidbit that would be i'm happy at that point awesome and we'll get into a little bit more detail but how about we just start with what exactly is the uh, zorian uh institute so the Zorn Institute is a nonprofit organization. As I said, it is based in Toronto currently, but it is an international. Um, we have a, a big scope. And really, when you boil it down, it seeks to raise awareness on issues related to genocide, human rights, and the diaspora homeland relations. So those are the, the three kind of core uh, tenets that it focuses on. And methodology-wise, and how we do that is through research, lots and lots of research, documentation, uh, lectures, seminars, that became webinars during the pandemic, which was great. Um, tools, educate journals, we have journals, and now a podcast. Um, so it's been around since 1982. It started in the United States uh, in 1984 in Canada, and more recently in Armenia uh, in 2020. So two years ago now, which seems like it's gone by really fast. Yeah, these, these last two years have kind of <laughs> felt a little bit like an enigma. It just kind of all blends Blur. I know. <laughs> together. Yeah. 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 But those are some really important topics to talk about, you know, as we're, we're seeing a very topical, you know, the, the issues that we're seeing between Russia and Ukraine right at the moment. Absolutely. It's, it's very important to have these conversations. So the first season is now out. What can you tell me about uh, Diaspora on the podcast? A little bit of backstory, just for some context for everyone listening about how it came about a little bit of an origin story, let's call it. Um, as we deal with these issues of genocide, human rights, deaths, or homeland relations, what I like is that in studying them and working with them, they do all complement each other. So you can't talk about one without talking about the other. 
and really the talking is where this podcast was birthed. We would talk about these things in the office, um, all learning between the staff. And one day we're just thinking, you know, it would be great if we were able to share this with a broader platform, make it much more accessible and digestible. Because as you said, these issues are not uh, things of the past. They're very much in our future and in our lives these days. Um, and people are interested. And we have these vehicles through technology and through our ever-growing virtual world to learn more about it. So in the first season, we really wanted to navigate the question of home. So what is home uh, to different people? Identity, which is just a big one. There's so much there. Um, and the idea of belonging as well, which firmly places those three inside of the diaspora experience. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into what the diaspora is in a minute. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead of myself um, and trying to build the suspense. But yeah, that was really what we focused on. So we interviewed some amazing Canadians or kind of people living in Canada now. And we talked to them uh, about just their experiences. So really it's anecdotal. That's what it is, or as I like to call it, anecdata. So it's people's lived experiences, but it all roots itself in the theory of what the Institute does and kind of the academic um, and based on the journal. So the Institute has had an academic journal in diaspora studies for 30 years. Um, so a bit more high level academic. And we really wanted to bring this conversation to a new platform. Yeah, I was just thinking that like it can be really hard to read scientific journals with all the, the data <laughs> and the research behind it. I, I know for myself, I'm a little bit of a dinosaur nerd. So every once in a while, I'll see a paper. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to read that. Some new information came out. It's like, oh, oh, no, this is this is a lot yeah. to digest. So a podcast is just the perfect platform to get to that broader audience. Exactly. And, and again, it comes back to like just the staff reading these articles in the journal as part of just our day to day actions and thinking, this is really cool, but it took me a week to get to this point and understand what this is saying, how we can't expect everyone to have time to read academic journal, but these things are worthy of discussion um, and worthy of those conversations about the diverse communities in Canada. And we wanted to celebrate those in just like you said, it in a way that doesn't just give you a brain scramble as soon as you look at it. Um, and I think we've achieved that, which is really exciting. The big question is, what exactly <laughs> is diaspora? I I've know I've heard the word before, but when Megan brought it up, I was like, what? What is that again? What is what? this? Yeah. <laughs> Quickly Googles. Uh, and you know what? I'm right there with you. Before I started working at the Institute, um, despite having a background in kind of history and conflict studies, and I'd heard it come up, I couldn't have pinpointed what it was. So definitionally, diaspora is the movement, the migration, uh, sometimes referred to as the scattering of people away from an established or an ancestral homeland. So it started with some kind of core diasporas. The Jewish diaspora is usually the one cited the most when we think about how many times the Jewish diaspora um, has resettled in kind of homelands. That's a good example. But what's really exciting about diaspora studies is it's moving forward and it's up to date. So we see diasporas everywhere now. So essentially it's, it's someone who's emigrated or migrated or um, been displaced from their homeland community um, and has come to a host land. And I'm exaggerating those terms because they come up a lot in the podcast. Those are kind of our two bases, the homeland and the host land. That can really apply to most of human history and most populations of people coming over because of a natural disaster or something like that or something completely uh, against will like the slave trade um mm -hmm. i mean we've talked a little bit about it but why is it important to have this podcast and what can people expect 
when listening to these episodes? Great question. I'll tackle the first half. So why is it important? Um, And like you said, we've touched on it a little bit, but truly it was when we think about Canada and all of these episodes are based on people who are Canadian, who identify as Canadian or reside in Canada. So we kept it to a Canadian context because of Canada's unique, multicultural, diverse approach or kind of the reality that we're with. We wanted to celebrate, you know, we being based in Toronto, obviously the Institute is in the midst of what is an incredibly diverse city. You've got food. I have never seen more different cultures represented in food um, in cities in the world. So we really wanted to bring that to people. And my favorite part about why we wanted to do this is we wanted to identify the similarities and experiences between very differing diaspora communities. So, you know, take two, take the Ethiopian diaspora and the Ukrainian diaspora. On paper, first glance, you might think, I'm sure they've got nothing in common, right? Very different geographic locations and cultures and food and language. But when you get two people from those diasporas or any two in a room and you start having these conversations, you have these amazing moments of like, yeah, I went through that too. Or really, you experienced that? And that's really what we wanted to get at. And we wanted to have it in a podcast form so people could listen to it. We could challenge some of the stereotypes and the discrimination that unfortunately faces people in diasporic communities um, in Canada on a huge scale. And we just really wanted to bring people together and have those conversations. When you just sit down with someone, you realize you have more in common than like different. And it's just so interesting to hear these stories and these similarities. So are the uh, guests for these episodes taken directly from the journals or how did you find these individuals? That is a good question. And one we went back and forth on so often, um, we thought maybe we'd have kind of more of an academic focus, but again, in the nature of making this really accessible, these are just everyday incredible Canadians or people who live in Canada. So we, the Institute having been around since the eighties has a really fantastic network. Um, It has a university level program, the GHRUP, the Genocide Human Rights University program that it runs in the summer, which has churned out some incredible scholars and practitioners. So we pulled on them a lot um, and they'll come up and we pulled on just network connections of people we had. Um, Yeah, and people related to the Institute that represent a diaspora community or friends of friends of friends um, really leveraged the network, which was incredible because again, we were drawing on people's similarities and trying to bring this community together. Um, So to answer your earlier question of what can people expect? So me uh, as the host and two two fantastic guests. We we always had two, again, to facilitate this conversation. Um, I'm trying to think how many instances did they previously know each other? Not many. So we had two kind of complete strangers, sometimes coming from different parts of Canada, coming to talk about the same questions. So we would, we ask them the same questions and they chip in, they can exchange with one another. And again, have these moments of like, I can't believe you experienced that too. I did as well. Like just the best moments um, when that comes up. Yeah. So, and through it all, we weave this thread of teaching you about or helping you to understand better what a diaspora is, how they're formed, uh, how they operate within Canada. Um, and kind of some of the terminology as well, so people can dig deeper if they're interested. So how many episodes are currently available, and are there plans for a season two? Oh, the big question. Uh, So at the moment, there are seven episodes in our first season, six of which include guests, Um, and then the seventh 
um, is the staff. So it's not just me. I don't do this alone. Um, I have a fantastic team um, with the rest of the Institute and I managed to convince them to come on for an episode and it's our wrap up episode. So we go over our favorite moments of the season um, and what we'd like to see for an inevitable season two, um, which we are really hoping. Um, and we have so many ideas. I think if anything that came out of the first season, it's we, we really tip just the tip of the iceberg um, more so than we envisioned. Uh, so lots more themes we want to look at. Um, I personally want a whole episode on food yes. and I've been saying this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I have your support. I've been saying this since this conception of this podcast, because I think food is very central to bringing people together um, in the same way that music is. Um, so definitely hopes for a season two um, representing some very different diasporas than we've seen this season. Um, yeah. And just delving a little bit deeper into equipping people with the knowledge um, of the importance of just sitting down with, with someone and connecting over lived experiences that are often similar. I know you're not with the Institute anymore, but do you know if there's any like upcoming projects or programs that are uh, coming down the works? I do some exciting ones. Um, I'm lucky enough that I still stay very up to date with what the Institute's going doing. So actually 2022. So this year is the 40th anniversary of the Institute. Oh, nice. Uh, so the big 4-0. So lots in the works. So obviously the podcast has been a big, um, goal for us, especially because of just pivoting as every organization has had to because of the pandemic. Um, so plans to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the journal that D Dispersion is based on, um, looking into how we can move forward with those in a really uh, interactive and exciting way. As I mentioned before, the Genocide and Human Rights University program, which has been going on for I'm probably going to get this wrong, but at least 18 years, which brings in scholars um, and helps educate them will be taking place uh, online this year. So lots of interesting things. I would definitely say if you don't already follow the Institute um, on any social media platform, absolutely get on that. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Lots of relevant information uh, absolutely. that's available on there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So where can people go to... So to find out more about the Institute, um, you can visit the website. So it's www.zorianinstitute. Zorian is Z-O-R-Y-A-N. And that's a bit of a tricky one. Um, so there's a whole page on the website about the guests, about the episodes, and more about the podcast itself, and even more about the journal if you are academically inclined and want to dig into some of the more uh, meaty theories behind diaspora studies. The podcast itself is on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, and it's on Google Podcasts, and it's also on Acast. And Acast is fantastic if you haven't used it because it has show notes. So we plug in loads of data there, um, articles, resources, URLs, if you want to learn more about things that came up in that specific episode. Yeah. Super helpful if you're in the middle of an episode and we are name dropping a theory or just a concept that you're not familiar with. Uh, the show notes has loads of information, uh, links to articles, uh, links to previous work the Institute's done. As you said, it's very educational. That is a huge focus of the Institute. Um, so there's free resources on the website about a number of different uh, topics, not just diaspora studies. Yes. So show notes, uh, if you're looking to read, I would definitely say find it on Acast. 
Um, but if you're a Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts fan, they're all up there live as of a few days ago. What was your favorite episode? Oh, I knew this one was coming. Uh, that's really difficult. Um, I do love the first episode. So the first episode, spoiler alert, is called Uprooted, um, which you have to listen to the episode to understand why. But really, it's about defining diaspora. So it's about the concept. It's a, it's setting the stage for the rest of the season. And it was just a fascinating episode. Um, really interesting perspectives. Um, the two guests we had on are, I mean, all our guests were incredible. And every time I got off recording, I was like, wow, I feel like I just had a really fantastic conversation. And then I also did love the wrap up episode because I got to bring the team on who were kind of in the behind the scenes um, and put them through, put them in the hot seat a little bit um, and hear what they have to say. So yeah, I'd say the first um, and the seventh, but I have to give a shout out to my favorite title of an episode, uh, which is the Putin in Portugal episode. And again, you have to listen to that one to understand where the connection is. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite title for sure. If you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.